Welcome to The Yoga Voice, a podcast by City Yoga, School of Yoga and Health. Our guests discuss how the contemporary practice of this ancient art transforms the lives of individuals and communities in the Midwest and beyond. City Yoga has been a center for the practice of yoga and yoga teacher training since opening in 2002. Join us as we explore how yoga inspires and transforms. Thank you again for tuning in to The Yoga Voice. Dave here, and I'm so always grateful to be able to put out these shows and hear feedback from our listeners. And so just I do thank you from the bottom of my heart for tuning in. And today we have a great episode for you with this local yoga teacher. She's a senior level teacher here at City Yoga. She's a nursing school student, a local food movement advocate, steward of the environment, very passionate about serving her community, Jocelyn Romero. Jocelyn and I, we covered a lot of different topics. She was able to share with her story about having a brain tumor and having found her way into yoga, and as she puts it, yoga found her, and the healing that's been there, the transformation that's occurred, and how it's branched out into making her just a a better servant of the community. She's passionate about serving different populations and different aspects of the local community and the greater community at large. So we're really excited to share with you the conversation I have with Jocelyn Romero. Welcome, Jocelyn. Hi, Dave. Thank you. <laughs> it's awesome to have you here. I feel like we haven't, you know, we work in the same studio, but we haven't really <laughs> sat down and connected in a while. So this is cool. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. And uh, I always start with the question, what's inspiring you about yoga today? So we'll just kick it off right there. Okay. So what is inspiring to me about yoga today? Um, it's inspiring the way that yoga makes me feel. Um, I know that it helps me to ground. It helps me to center whenever I'm feeling off or shaky, anxious, any of the feelings that I just don't feel okay with or good with. I know that I can find my mat, whether it's asana, whether it's pranayama, whether it's practicing the yamas and the niyamas. I know that I can reset and find that grounding sensation. But not only that, what's most inspiring is that I can share that. I believe that I am in this world to be of service. And I feel that it makes me feel good. It makes me feel back on my own two feet or grounded. And why not share that? So the sensations that I feel of recovering from anxiety or my, the sensations I feel of being good and healthy and well, why not share that with everyone? So it's inspiring for me to see my students feel the same yeah. and to continue to provide that for them. Awesome. You know, that's that's really well put because that's, I mean, our, our world needs that so much today mm -hmm. where people are dealing with stress, anxiety, and, and having that example where mm -hmm. it's like you're living living out loud with yoga. Mm -hmm. That's very cool. Um, so talk about your journey, like where, <laughs> what, what was little Jocelyn like way back when <laughs> and what happened in, in um, yoga? So like, what would like when I started yoga or what? What, what kind of what, what led you to yoga? What, what was going on in your world before you found it? And so, led? um, I like to say that yoga found me. 
Um, not that I don't know that I didn't wasn't like on this path to find yoga. It found me. I have a one of my early inspirations and former yoga instructors, Latin Caldwell. She said to a friend of mine who had been looking for like to get into yoga, or he's been wanting to find a practice. It just hasn't he hasn't connected with it yet. She said to him, "Yoga will find you when it's time, and yoga will find you when you're ready." So it's kind of like this universe puts things into our path or puts things to us when it's time. Yoga found me, oh God, over a decade, probably about 2006, 2005, 2006, I was working downtown and um, on my commute on down Indiana Avenue, I kept driving by this little place called City Yoga and it was always, you know, igniting a little flame in my head, like, what is this place? What is this yoga? That sounds kind of cool. Um, and that spark kind of started to, you know, grow a little bit bigger, grew a little bit more fire. And then 2006 rolls around and I get diagnosed with a oligodendroglioma, which is a grade two uh, um, benign brain tumor in my right frontal lobe. So I had to have a craniotomy and that kind of changed everything for me. I was told I could never drink again. And for someone that parties all the, every weekend and just kind of you know, focuses their life around partying, can't drink again. What is that? No, (laughs) you know, but it's fine. Like it was fine because yoga came to me and I don't need to drink. I can just be healthy and feel great. And so it kind of helped me learn these little lessons along the way. From 2006, I ended up finding this practice or like I said, yoga found me. I ended up going into city yoga and then it kind of took off from there where a friend of mine, Adam, would we would go every Friday night to Mimi Sosa, another early influencer of mine, and have our yoga practice, our hot yoga, and our dinner, and go watch whatever program we were watching at the time, mm-hmm. America's Next Top Model or Project Runway, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then that just kind of built from there where we get this routine, and that routine led me to money more and more. So I started going to the Sunday morning 9.30 class and got more of a routine that just kind of made me feel great and good. I started to become more mindful. So before that, I probably didn't eat real healthy, you know, just mm-hmm. ate whatever. But as I start to become more mindful, I start to notice how I feel when I'm ingesting things or how I feel when I'm exposing myself to, I don't know, negative media or just negative individuals and that energy and how I feel. The yoga helps me to be present and to be mindful of these different things. So it just kind of kept growing and growing. And then uh, decided to go into one of Nikki and Marsha's open houses for teacher training and just decided I wanted to teach. So why not share this feeling with everyone and help everyone get healthy and feel good, right? So why not just break those golden handcuffs and get out of my corporate America job and just start teaching yoga? Yeah. (laughs) So that's kind of what led me to where I am now. But as I've gone down this path and as I've, you know, traveled throughout this journey it's changed and morphed time and time again you know my teaching now is nothing like it was when I first started Mm -hmm. but I also feel like it's helped me to realize that I'm on this earth to be of service I feel like I'm supposed to serve and serving is what makes me feel good but I don't feel like it's coming from a selfish place I feel like it's coming from a oh my god you feel so good let's keep this up keep doing it I want to help you I want to keep I have so much to give so what holding it back is me being selfish. So I don't know. I guess that what led me to you know, where I am, my journey, who was I before yoga was just kind of a, I guess you could say selfish individual. I was maybe a little uptight, just not happy 
I mean, I, not that I wasn't happy. I just wasn't as present. I wasn't mindful. So I wasn't really there, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, but it's helped me to be mindful about so much more than just this body or this physical being, but mindful about the earth, everything around me, about everything that we do and how it affects, how we're all connected, we're all interconnected, and everything is affected by everything else. And I, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, I mean, that's so true. And that's yoga, yeah. right? And how how we start to shift our thinking. And you talked about mindfulness mm-hmm. and how I think when you were describing what it was like kind of before yoga, it's sort of the opposite of mindfulness, almost mm-hmm. just like on autopilot, like party on the weekend, Definitely. go to work, mm-hmm. party on the weekend. Yeah, nine to five, get up, go to work, go home, fix dinner, watch TV, blah, 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 you know, right. go to bed, wake up, do it all again. That's, I don't know, to me, it's just not a life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, you get on autopilot that yeah. way. And that, I think it's very much the opposite of mindfulness. Mm-hmm. I think you can live that schedule or that mm-hmm. routine mindfully, but mm-hmm. a lot of us don't. So, yeah. And, um, I've realized more throughout my practice and more throughout my teaching, I try to focus more on being present and being mindful. I know when I taught earlier on in the early days, back in the <laughs> colonial times, <laughs> just kidding, but back when I started teaching, I was fast, you know, hot, vinyasa, just go, 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 and that doesn't necessarily serve anything. We miss everything along the way. So uh, lately, I like to remind not just my class, but it's almost reminding myself that it's important to be present, to take time, to notice everything along the path, because that's where we get the most. Mm -hmm. We go, go, go to find that peak pose or to get to that in place that we're trying to get to. We miss everything along the way. And those are the important things. Those are the experiences. Yeah. Well, and some of that, depending on where we're at when we start yoga, sometimes, I mean, I I know I, I came in and I was training for a marathon and this lady was teaching at a like renting space at mm-hmm. a church to teach you know community yoga and and um i went and for the stretching quote unquote <laughs> but i had been a med- meditator for a long time mm-hmm. so i was like oh there's definitely a meditative quality here i just really liked the vibe of it all and then it was a few years later that i went to a hot yoga studio mm-hmm. in broad ripple and and then i was like Oh, you know, because I was by this time I'm doing like triathlons and adventure race stuff. So I was like, yeah, yeah. And I I grasped onto the that chaotic physical fast pace because mm-hmm. I like how it it by the end of that class it, I felt a lot of stress just drain away. Oh yeah, for sure. But it wasn't really like it. It, it took a little time of doing that to mm-hmm. start to open up my body more energetically where I started to notice like what you're talking about mm-hmm. where yeah I mean I was always kind of consciously conscious living mm-hmm. and but um to get those subtle dimensions mm-hmm. that, that you were talking about and that's like all that matters right we have that door open to us whether it's I'm going to yoga for exercise or I'm going for a stretch or I'm going to see my peeps you know whatever door opens it to us it's like when we have that moment that we have that aha yeah. You know, and we have that. It's so much more than just that. Right. But that's what the, you know, when it opens that, when we go to it for those reasons, why not? I mean, who you know, it's we're exposed to it. We're lucky. Yeah. You know, blessed. <laughs> well, and, and I know some people 
come in through yin or kundalini mm-hmm. or another style of yoga that's not so vigorous mm-hmm. and intense or loud, mm-hmm. but it's... It, yeah, restored it, chair yoga. Yeah, they're <laughs> like, I came here so I could sleep better at night. And yeah. Th- and then they find out all these other little dimensions. So mm-hmm. I think and it's really cool. That's what I love about city yoga and mm-hmm. is having the broad range of styles and things. And and uh, a little side note, though, too, you mentioned Latin Caldwell, mm-hmm. who I've asked her to be on the podcast. So she'll, oh. she's going to be an huh. upcoming episode. Well, that's exciting. Yeah, she um, was one of my early on teachers. I've had a lot of influencers, obviously, along the years. Um, but back on Indiana Avenue, we had a little, the hot studio was on the, it was outside. So we had to go outside to go to it. And I just remember every Friday night, or no, sorry, it was Sunday morning that I would go shop for her class and it was just great. Oh, so she. And she did a lot of body work too. So, yeah. yeah. Well, she, um, she was in the first city yoga teacher The very first, class. yeah. Number yeah. one. Yeah. 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 As cool as it gets. Yeah. And, uh. <laughs> Like we're on training class number thirty-four right now. Holy cow! Yeah, and that's and that's, that's not insane. counting. Some, we've done a few like up in Muncie on yeah. top of that, but but um, she, yeah. Well, that um, was one thing about City. Why I came, I what the teacher training is like. You walk in that door. Well, on Indian Avenue, obviously we're on Central now, but everyone knows you. It's like your home. Everyone's smiling. There's no judgment. That was one thing about yoga that just there's no. That's the only place that really, honestly, I felt comfortable. I mean, I've. You know, obviously, I'm now I'm comfortable wherever, but being yeah. in corporate America, I just never felt like I knew enough or felt like I was good enough. But you go to a yoga studio like City Yoga, and it's like none of that matters. Yeah. You can walk in wearing whatever. Nobody judges. It's just, you know, oh, welcome to yoga, you know, yeah. Yeah. or welcome to City Yoga. Yeah. It's Come check com- this out. It's, yeah. it's a community, like mm-hmm. legit. Well, the... um so she had the 930 class before you. Mm-hmm. Isn't that interesting? That yeah. Now you, you kind of, that was such a big draw for you. And yeah. And now that's, that's your, you've been teaching it for like over 10 years probably. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Since 08. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's really cool. And I, I have to say too, I was traveling, taking Audrey to school mm-hmm. and getting her moved in. She's a sophomore at University of St. Andrews and so it's in Scotland, and I went there to move her in last year and went back again to help her move in this year and went to this yoga studio there that I visited before. Same teacher, and it was cool. One of the classes I went to, her mom came to the class, mm-hmm. and uh, it was saying, you know, hi to her mom. And, yeah, and my she, mom comes all the time. I know. Well, she I, would always come to my classes, but now she – it's. The heat bothers her, but she still comes to all the other classes here yeah. that she can. So, yeah, it's but, great. Yeah, but it's had that same community vibe, you right. know, because everybody is just so friendly and welcoming, mm-hmm. and it was just... Families a, come, yeah. Yeah, yeah, families come, and, and um, there's consistency, mm-hmm. you know, so I knew mm-hmm. I could go there and pretty much what kind of class I was going to get. Right. And, and it reminded me, too, that all over the world, yoga is mm-hmm. really the same. Yeah. <laughs> There's a little different styles, but it's, for the most part, you know, it's, yeah. it's about this journey we all take on our yoga mat. Right. And um, that, you know, that's cool. And Off the mat, too. Yeah. <laughs> Not just on the mat. Yeah. Yoga's everywhere. It's everything you do. Some, I don't remember, but somebody said that to me once. And when I was like in my earlier days of teaching and I just noticed it, they were like, when you take a walk, you're doing yoga. 
like when you each step you take or you feel you're doing your dishes you're doing yoga as long as you're being mindful and you're noticing what you're doing you're doing yoga right so you know breathing you're doing yoga yeah it's on that mat where you might have that you know that aha moment where something snaps or you know comes together releases for you yeah i remember when lisa daughtry took over the friday night 545 class and that moment for me was like and just like a not necessarily basic but just like a common like i don't know reverse triangle or warrior two and she took this big inhale and through her nose and out through the mouth and was like oh doesn't that just feel good and i was like yes that feels good <laughs> that was my like aha moment and i was like that feels good <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah breathe and everything mm-hmm. changes yeah well, yeah well and going back to talking about those days of being on autopilot mm-hmm. and we're not breathing right like we're i mean i didn't really learn to to breathe with awareness until mm-hmm. i got into yoga though you know i in different um like swimming in college i was it was you're swimming so you really have to be focused yeah. on a, a rhythm in your breathing it's it, i think it's different than the deep breathing obviously uh-huh. but in meditation counting breaths was one of the first meditation practices i learned and it, it just took a long time before I was really like aware mm-hmm. of taking a full breath. Yes, same. I know. You know, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, and I do it all the time now, just because I'm aware of it. I remember in training, Marsha Pappas was like, you know, like we'll go through her breathing exercises, mm-hmm. and at first it was kind of like uncomfortable, or you know, what am I doing? Am I doing this right? I don't know what I'm doing. But now it's like natural. Yeah. If I feel a little like you know, I don't know, clenched up or stressed out, just check in with my breath <laughs> yeah, yeah well and the and that's even a lot of the articles i read that are over the past you know five or ten years where it's sort of looking at the benefits of yoga for different you know people like athletes mm-hmm. and, and one of the things that um it's kind of almost like a selling point to athletes is that mm-hmm. it will improve your lung capacity for mm-hmm. particularly like runners or endurance yep. athletes and and it does, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I have the funny story going along with that. I started nursing school. Yay! And um, well, I mean, obviously you know that, but in 2018, and one of our um, like fundamentals activities was to learn how to use the incentive spirometer. So I don't know, it's like this contraption that you have to suck in as much breath to get this little point up to a uh-huh. certain number to improve your lung capacity specifically after surgery so you don't get, you know, like pneumonia or fluid in your lungs so you can continue to breathe. And it's hard for people, especially if they have some like fracture or injury, but it's important because you have to breathe, right? So we're in class and everybody's trying it out and most people can't get it up very high, but when I try it, (laughs) I like go above the line that they put it on. It's because of yoga and because the lung capacity from breathing. Oh, that is so cool, yeah. Well, that's and that's good for me to hear too, because you know we live in a big urban environment and, and we have air pollution and whatnot. But mm-hmm. but the fact that our lungs can mm-hmm. breathe fully and, and most people don't, and mm-hmm. we just need to be aware of it and you know train ourselves to do it. Yeah, yeah, no, that's very cool. Whether it's conscious or subconscious with yeah. our yoga. <laughs> yeah. So what I know you talked a lot about service. There's kind of two questions, but one is what have you been doing? in service in the community and then what kind of Mm -hmm. led you to nursing school which is total service yeah so well i um like i said i was in corporate america and i wanted to 
break off and just teach yoga full time. So that fulfilled my need for service. But then I also just wanted more. So um, when my mom retired from her preschool director job that she had had forever, she got really into raw, the raw food movement mm-hmm. and created raw, raw, I can't talk, raw gourmet delights. Yeah. So we did, um, I helped her with that to do farmer's markets, um, making the preparing the raw, organic, locally sourced when possible food products that we sold at the farmer's markets. So for me, that is a, being, a, way, a, a, being, a way of being of service to help people improve their nutrition and talking about the raw food movement and just educating, which is, you know, I, is a big part of service, I feel right. like. Um, but then that also led me to start working at getting back into working in restaurants, which I did during my first degree, where I worked in a restaurant, I don't Charleston's up in like Carmel. I opened it and, you know, that was my first foray into restaurants, uh-huh. but it wasn't... I, you know, I was 20 something. So it wasn't like I was that mindful about it. It was just, oh yeah, this is a job. I'll go do my restaurant business. I'll go serve, make my money and whatever. But later on now in life, now that I've had all these experiences in life and I've done all these things, I've started from the farmer's markets working at local restaurants Mm -hmm. that, you know, have locally sourced food products and, you know, have, you know, high quality standards and, um, it was, I don't know, I guess to me, I looked at it as a not just a restaurant job or a server job, but as a way to be more involved in that community of farmers and promoting locally sourced items, eating seasonally, which I think are all important things because that's what our body craves and that's how we feel good. That's how we process and we digest and eliminate. And I don't know, it's just this like whole cyclical situation that I got back into and I was at Public Greens that I opened and we legitimately every Wednesday had the farmers come up to our door, which was cool because then we built this relationship with the farmers and got to know more about locally sourced. Yeah. But it was also cool because the farmers that came were the ones that I met with my mom when we were oh, at the farmer's oh, market. So, so cool. yeah. yeah, so a small world, but yeah. yeah. Well, that face-to-face connection with mm-hmm. not only talking about local food, but mm-hmm. like these are the people that are growing it. Mm-hmm. I think that's, I mean, I think that's so Well, and it's the energy too. So I also helped um, Laura and Corey beat us with Natural Born Juicers. I met them at the Traders Point Creamery Farmers Market when my mom first started her raw food business and they were juicing at the farmers markets. And I don't know, talking to them even helped me grow more about the energy that we put into our food and, mm-hmm. or even like Audrey Barron that owns Ezra's, you know, the energy we put into our food is the energy that we give to others. Just right. like if you eat meat, the energy there or how those animals feel when they're killed, you're taking that in too. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, maybe not everybody might believe me or agree with me, but I mean, energy is huge. And I think that, you know, when I'm in the service industry or I'm serving people food, or even when I was preparing food with my mom with raw gourmet delights or helping with making juice, it's important to give good energy to that because you're giving people sustenance and nutrition and you're sharing that energy, you know, instead of like, I don't know, being mad. Like I just, I I feel like if you're going to go eat in a restaurant, it's important to maybe have worked in a restaurant just to kind of see what goes on and just see, or I don't know, maybe it's just because I feel like it's important to have standards and be of good service. And um, (laughs) my senior high school jewelry teacher said once, if it's worth doing, it's worth doing well. It doesn't matter what you're doing, but Mm -hmm. if it's worth doing, it's worth doing well. It doesn't matter, you know, if you're, you know, picking up trash, you know, if you're 
scooping up poop. I don't know. If it's worth doing, it's worth doing well. Right. Do a good job at it, right? So why be negative? A smile can change everything. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And you, and you have that bright, cheery outlook, you know? Which, <laughs> well, because well, it's, I don't know, what's... What's the point of just being? A, I mean, yeah, we have bad days. Trust me, I have right. plenty, I'm not perfect. I have plenty of bad days. Yeah, <laughs> plenty of moods. I'm a Gemini and I'm ADD out the wazoo. So, but yeah. it is. I think that if I just smile, it can, it can flip around. Yeah. But I decided to go into nursing school because I got to this point in the with restaurants and like I love. I will never stop teaching yoga. It is my absolute passion, my favorite. That was my deal breaker. To go into schools. If I had to give up my yoga, it wasn't going to work. Mm -hmm. But I felt like I just needed more. Yeah. Yes, yoga fulfills that and it satisfies it, but I want more. And I've been on that other side before, so I know how that feels to be in that hospital bed. And I don't necessarily agree with all the, um, I don't know, Western medications and everything. I've had a lot of them and I know side effects. I don't necessarily agree with everything and how they work, but I agree with providing that that face-to-face, -face, like you said, like providing that connection. Mm -hmm. I'm all about that connection and, you know, helping people heal. Because if they don't feel comfortable, if they don't feel good, no matter what you do, they're not going to heal. And so many things feed those, that sickness or that energy, you know, like sugar can feed cancer. It's like so many things can just feed into that. And I feel like I can be a vehicle of, you know, health promotion, Yeah, if that makes sense. And then that's lifting my level of service. Yeah. Well, and it sounds like too you're you're giving back to the community. Mm -hmm. I think I think I first met you. Um, it was right around I think when you were going to have a surgery. Yeah, because, I had one in '06, and it, they grew back in 2012. Okay. And that was when I was like, yoga is where it's at. The entire yoga community came together and did a fundraiser. I was for at me. the fundraiser. Yes. And that's, that's and it just I, blew my mind. Yeah. I mean, there was probably like five studios around at that time, and they all came together. <clears throat> yep. One big yoga class. Yeah. It's and it was like a fundraiser, but that the money part didn't matter. It's just money. It comes and it goes. Nikki Myers said to me once when I was freaking out about money, because whatever. Money's like energy. Yeah. What do you do with energy? You have to move it. Yep. You got to move money. So it's like, it's not something you should be holding on to, but it was the point of the fundraiser. But for me, the fundraiser was just everybody coming together and lifting me up and just seeing all the support in this yoga community that I felt so comfortable in. Yeah. I remember we did like a meta meditation. Mm -hmm. It was very yeah. much about putting a lot of healing energy mm -hmm. out there. And, and, I, and that was, you know, fairly new in the yoga world. At that time as well and, and i just really appreciated that mm -hmm. just the power of the community coming together yeah it was amazing it was yeah, great yeah that was, that was super cool yeah i think it was to see flourish the indie yoga studio invoke all people which is not anymore i feel like there was one well city yoga of city, course yeah, yeah. yeah but like a teacher from each studio came and taught a portion of a class yeah yeah, that was yeah, cool. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just, and I've seen you do those type of things when someone has mm -hmm. a need rise up. You're like, hey, Dave, can we do a I'm donation class yeah. and, and bring teachers in? I'm and, all about it, yeah. I've got um, I've got a lot to give. I, why not give it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and the community's open and wants to be supportive mm -hmm. of, of lots of, yeah, just stuff happens in life and mm -hmm. nobody should have to go through anything alone. Right. Oh, 100% <clears> agree. And it's not anybody's fault. It's just, you know, ish happens. You life, know? life. Yeah. Right. Well, and I, I think that yoga teaches us too about um, 
how we show up mm-hmm. for the for good sure. and the bad, right? For sure, yeah. And, or even not even putting a label on it in a judgment kind of way, but just mm-hmm. how we show up. Mm-hmm. And then what happens, it happens. Not not like trying to be a, a doormat, but mm-hmm. being showing up with awareness mm-hmm. and having that um, in them when things that happen negatively impact our health or mm-hmm. yeah. career or whatever, having the wherewithal to talk about it and yeah. get support. Like you said, not being a doormat. I also, yoga has helped me find my voice, if you will. Uh-huh. I am. Um, and I like to be a, I like to empower people to find their voice. So I like to say that a lot in my classes. Cause I remember when I first started teaching, I was just so freaking nervous, so nervous. And I, <laughs> and I would just like, you know, go through these sun salutation after sun salutation. And I would just, I don't know. I probably had that yoga voice. Hey, it's all like this. And I don't know. But it was just a mess, I feel like looking back. I mean, who knows what it was? I outside looking in, right? But I just feel like as the years have gone, I've been able to find my voice and like the times that change, you know, politically or seasonally or whatever. I always try to empower or encourage people to open their throat chakra and use your voice because you have that voice and you have to stand up for yourself and stand up for your rights and what you believe. And yoga, I feel like, has empowered me to do that. So Mm -hmm. I try to interweave that together, too, which is another thing that inspires my yoga, if you will. (laughs) Yeah, no. And and it's so you, you talk about some of the language in your class. How... How has your class evolved, and then how do you kind of prepare? I mean, what what's your thought process into your classes today versus I know um, it's changed over the mm-hmm. time. So in the beginning, um, I made little note cards or like little what would you call it flashcards. Uh-huh. I don't even know why I did that because it just made me nervous. I never followed them anyways. <laughs> but I make these note cards and I think, okay, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that, I'm gonna do that. I build this flow quote unquote flow, right? And then I walk into that room and it was not appropriate for the people in there. Mm-hmm. So I eventually just kind of ditched that and just started, I don't know. I, I'm, I go to a lot of classes. I try to go all over town just to be part of the community as a whole. I love city. It's my home. It'll always be my home. But I, I love the community here in Indy. And I try to go to you know everybody's classes and just support my friends that have maybe taught here at one time and teach somewhere else or teach several places, including here. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I feel like as we all share our practice together, we share different sequencing, if you will, or different things that we can use to put into our classes. And yeah. so I just kind of like try to build off of that. But I kind of teach how I like to practice, which I don't know, selfish maybe. I don't know. But I just – I walk into the room and try to just – connect with the energy in the room and connect with the people in the room. I typically know most of my students. There is occasionally a few times that I don't know them. Um, so I just let them experience me, if you will. <laughs> I don't know. Or just try to um, connect with them by, I don't know, smiling at them or maybe wink. I, I tend to wink a lot. I don't know where, <laughs> why, but I do. I, don't, I just feel like it's like, oh, hi, here, I'm here. You're here. Yeah. I'm, I see you. You're present. I'm present. We're connected. Yeah. Um, but I just, I don't know, the note cards didn't work, so I, I ditched that, and I just started to kind of work around my playlists so I can kind of know what kind of um, warm-ups I want to do, depending on how many songs I have and how many minutes are according to each song. And then I kind of start to build a little more of a, a vinyasa-type sequence or a vinyasa-type practice to warm us up. 
And then when we're warmed up a little bit more, I'll start to, you know, get into deeper poses, offer up deeper poses. Mm -hmm. I always let everyone know it's optional. You know, baby steps. We got to crawl before we can walk because there's some of my like quote unquote <laughs> terms I use in class. Yeah. <laughs> walk before you can run. So I try to set those reminders throughout class so that people don't feel like they have to do what the person next to them is doing. Yeah. Or I'll make jokes like, get your nose out of the window. Doesn't matter what your neighbor's doing. <laughs> Drink your own tea. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Well, so I don't know. I just, whatever, I don't know, what, whatever's inspiring me of the moment of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like to bike here. I like to bike to teach my classes because I feel like the fresh air and the um, little bit of exercise from riding helps me to get inspired, if you will. Mm-hmm. Like what I see along the way on my ride in. Yeah. Well, that uh, I've been to a lot of your classes over the years. And, and well, you... I should hope so. <laughs> <laughs> and it's always something different, you yeah. know, and um, and that's. You know, I mean, it's got your personality on it, but mm-hmm. but it's not. It's definitely not routine. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all have our little little habits or kind of mm-hmm. go to things, but but it always feels fresh and new and inspired. Well, you. you know. Yeah, I definitely am not like a uh, what's the word a um, lineage base. I guess yeah. like I'm definitely <laughs> not alignment based. I definitely try to encourage people to get into their bodies and feel how they feel. Yes, I want to make sure that they're safe. So I do do my, you know, typical cues for poses, for postures, asana. But I like to encourage people to notice the sensations that they're feeling. And whether that means they think that they don't look how they're supposed to look, then that's fine. Close your eyes. How do you feel? Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what you look like, right? It doesn't matter what you look like, period. How do you feel? Yeah. How is this practice making you feel? That's what, yeah. to me, that's what I think is important. And that's what I want to share. But yeah, no, I think that speaks to that idea of of bringing people into a, a little deeper connection with themselves mm-hmm. instead of superficial, right? Mm-hmm. How do I look? What, you mm-hmm. know, and um, yeah, c- comparing with other people when you close Which your eyes happens because we're human, right? But I like to remind people that you know it's okay to just close your eyes and just you know notice how you feel it's okay to not pay attention it's okay to not try to nail an arm balance you don't have to you don't yeah. have to go upside down yeah you don't have to do a headstand you don't have to do a chaturanga i don't <laughs> because i have a shoulder injury from doing them <laughs> wrong right so right. i try to remind people of these things yeah and i also try to make it not so rigid or uptight like you said because i feel like I want people to experience this. So I don't want to intimidate people. Like when, for example, people at nursing school that ask about yoga or ask me about it, I'm like, just come. It's not that deep. It's not that big of a deal. It's just yoga. Mm -hmm. Just come, see how you feel, check it out. You might like it. They typically do. Or they cry on their mat and they're like, God, that was amazing. That's Uh, what's satisfying. (laughs) I let go of so much. I'm like, yep, good. I'm glad. (laughs) I used to do a series for the... um, through the IU med school, we would do like a, a workshop on introduction to yoga for, and some nursing students would come mm-hmm. along with the med students. And then we do one on meditation and we do one on kind of self-care when you're going into such mm-hmm. a healing arts kind of mm-hmm. career. So important because we're the worst. Yeah. <laughs> Nurses are the worst. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what, uh, so like what's your strategy to keep your own self-care up as you go i know you've been it's rough yeah well i just remind myself that this is temporary the schooling is temporary and i'm used to being active so sitting and studying has been my biggest challenge but i just remind myself that it's temporary and every minute that i have to do something i do 
So say, for example, if I'm sitting at my desk studying and maybe I'm reading or I'm listening to a lecture, maybe I'll step up, push my chair back, maybe just do a few squats or something, you know? Yeah. Or just like sit in the impose as I study because yeah. then I can still get some sort of release. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also know that when I have free t- I my personal practice is best served in a studio setting. I like to be around people. I like the energy. I like the community. So when I can, I try to get to classes. Um, it's been difficult, but I do what I can. Yeah. <laughs> I just know that it's temporary, and I know that I do as much as I can, and I try as best as I can. I know my practice right now is not what it once was. Not like, you know, how it looks or how it is but for me what i get out of it Your is not what practice, yeah. yeah it's not what it once was it's not as often as it was and i'm not as committed as i once was because i'm committed to getting through this mess <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i know that it's there yeah and it's not going anywhere well and it just listening to you and knowing you you you're you're practicing many of the other limbs of yoga mm-hmm. besides the physical postures mm-hmm. every day. I mean, which is so funny because I don't, I'm not traditional in that sense. Like I don't necessarily sit around and study them. <laughs> right. You know, like my, I guess my, um, I don't know what the word is. Like when you study the limbs or you study the sutras, I don't necessarily do that. You know, like I can, yeah, I can sit and read them and connect with that, but I don't, necessarily sit and study them but i do feel like i practice them but i don't know if it's just from it comes from i don't know yeah well it's i think it's a a philosophy that translates into a way of living Mm -hmm. where for sure you're taking care of yourself you take care of the environment you're stepping outside of self to be in the community Mm -hmm. which you know are all things that are embodied in yoga philosophy and all these ancient sanskrit words Mm -hmm. but when it's really about when the rubber meets the road, it's like, how, how are we showing up? Like, are we mm-hmm. showing up in a way that is in alignment with what yoga in general teaches mm-hmm. and and different people's interpretations of it? So, yeah. so yeah. And, and it's basic things I think we all kind of learned when we were kids. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, like about being honest mm-hmm. right you have those morals and values instilled in you yeah. right having the moral compass having mm-hmm. a, having um to deal with conflict mm-hmm. how ahimsa not harming people not harming things yeah ex- yeah exactly and and that that uh the different layers of all the the different layers of non-harming like mm-hmm. to self-talk you know yes. to yeah. animals to I mean, all of it. And and there's a level of honesty with, like, you know, we can be honest and not steal, but then we can be emotionally dishonest or we Mm -hmm. can have shallow relationships instead Mm -hmm, of in-depth ones. And I think that's what I mean when it seems like knowing you, you're living your yoga out there, whether you're on your mat every day. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's okay. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think it's different cycles in life yeah are going to happen and i mean i try to i try to like to think that i'm living my yoga and i try to be just be me mm-hmm. you know i might be a little vulgar i might be a little rough sometimes but what i'm, I'm not gonna <laughs> dave <laughs> i'm not gonna hide that there was a time that i would i mean i know when to reel it back in a professional setting i can put on a suit and act right <laughs> but <laughs> but i also am not going to be fake because right. i don't like that i feel like that's not genuine and that's not living my yoga. 
So I know, and I, I'll, you know, I'll, sometimes I'll warn people, but sometimes I won't just because you, I mean, it's just me. Mm-hmm. Take her or leave it. Yeah. I mean, if I'm for you, I am. If I'm not, I'm not. And that's right. okay. Yeah. Well, that's, I think that's admirable quality to have. Like, yeah. I'm going to show up as who I am, not who you want me to be or mm-hmm. who I think you want me to be. Mm-hmm. And, and I, th- I think when you say that, take it or leave it, it is coming from a place of non-harming. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, I'm not here to hurt you. <laughs> right. Well, and I'm not for my, like my classes, they're not for everyone. And that's okay. I'm not offended by that. It's okay. Yeah. It is what it is. You know, I, you know, if, if I have something to give you, I'm here to serve always and forever. But I understand that if it's just not right, there's not always a connection and that's okay. It's yeah. just life. It's just humanity. Yeah. It's nothing. It's never personal. Like I, took me a long time to be able to understand and learn that as, as long with learning to say no. Like it's, you know, there's mm-hmm. a lot of lessons that we learn along the way, but like knowing that it's never personal. And it's funny because now I find myself saying that to people in nursing school when maybe <laughs> another nurse that they're shadowing or something happens and they're, you know, really upset. And I'm like, it's not personal. It's never personal. Mm-hmm. Remember that. Right. You know, just be genuine to yourself. Yeah. Do what you can do. Do the best that you can do. Yeah. Well, and that's such a good message to students, mm-hmm. uh, not only in nursing, but in on the yoga mat. Like, if you're in, if you're in a class and you're like, oh, why is the teacher making me do this? They're like, it's not about you, mm-hmm. you know? And, right. And that, There's a bigger purpose for everything. And I feel like, you know, these little things that happen that we might be irritated or frustrated with at some point in time, there is something that we're, that's happening for a reason. It's a lesson that we're learning that we might not know the answer for maybe like 40, 50 years. But, you know, there's something that we're gaining out of it. Maybe we don't want to. We don't want that to be happening at that time. But yeah. Well, and that um, I was going to go back a little bit to nursing. What are you thinking about? What's your like not goal, but where do you see nursing leading you to? What kind of work? I have no idea. Kind of, I, mean, <laughs> I just know to... that I want to serve and I know that there is no bigger um, or is that the right word? There's no, I mean, it's being a nurse is kind of a big deal. It's huge. That's like a huge area of service. And it's something that you have to have a passion for. I feel like I don't like it when I hear um, these like young I hate to say it, but like these new grads talking about nurse money. I can't wait for that nurse money because I don't think it's about that. I think it's about being of service and it's about helping people. Mm -hmm. And whatever, wherever that leads me is where it leads me. I don't know where I'm going to be or what's going to happen. I don't, I've, you know, I've applied for some positions and I've talked to some people, but it doesn't matter. I'll be where I'm supposed to be. So do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, and it's not, you know, if I get these skills and I have these, you know, things behind me, then I'll be able to do so much more with it. If there's, you know, like a natural disaster that needs help, then I can go do that. You know, I can go volunteer at the border and save all the little kids that are locked up in detention. Yeah. You know, or give shots or, you know, give care. I don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't know. (laughs) Well, it's, I mean, it's a a very valuable way to contribute to the community. Mm -hmm. And I was listening to some some report yesterday, as a matter of fact, and they were talking about how Indiana has is like ranked like 48th as far as shortages of medical mm. like skilled medical people, and they were talking about everywhere from um, like substance abuse 
Mm -hmm. counselors to nurses to Mm -hmm. doctors. I mean, just all levels of the medical community. We're just, we have the shortages. Yeah. And and like, it's kind of around through a lot of the U.S. in general, but Indiana in particular. Hmm. um, And I don't know if it's more prevalent in rural communities, like we're in this sort of Indianapolis bubble where mm-hmm. everything seems to be <laughs> clicking along, right? Yeah. And, and uh, trucking along. <laughs> right. But we get outside and hospitals are closing in rural, rural communities and different things are happening around mm-hmm. the Midwest that impact people's health yeah. in a big, big way. Mm-hmm. So the, the role of nurses and, and other medical professionals is changing where, mm-hmm. You may tra- be traveling to, mm-hmm. you know, help communities, and there's just all kinds of opportunities. I mm-hmm. think you're getting into it at a really r- great time to fill that need because mm-hmm. it's. I mean, everyone I've talked to is like, "Yeah, we need more. We mm-hmm. need more nurses. We need more yeah. doctors." Um, so that's exciting. Yeah, um, it is. I'm excited about it. It's been probably the hardest thing I've ever done. Going back to school has been the hardest thing I've ever done, um, and. I lived in a bubble for so long of just being in the yoga studio or like being at public greens where we all compost, we recycle, we don't have a microwave. I haven't had a microwave in my house for like over a decade, you know? So it's like I get into nursing school and everyone's making fun of me for eating my salads or my real food (laughs) instead of going to Chick-fil-A or popping some lean cuisine in the microwave. It's just, I don't know. It's been the biggest challenge to see how much in a bubble I've been. <laughs> yeah. But it's important, right? It's an important lesson for me to see that I'm not everything is this perfect little bubble that I've lived in. Mm-hmm. Just because I've been, you know, sheltering myself in this safe space where people know how to be healthy. And, you know, I doesn't mean that there's things going on outside of that. Right. That, you know, I need to be exposed to because that's the real world. Right. Well, and, but I think you create a little ripple effect when someone sees you hope. eating a salad. I hope so. And and you're in with medical professionals that are mm-hmm. and so that's that's um yeah, I think there's a there's a powerful message there for everybody and mm-hmm. and I'm excited to see how your yeah. you know, like nursing unfolds. I, I know, really cool. I am too. And I know when in two thousand and twelve when I had my second craniotomy and I had to have um treatment for it. And I had some radiation and I had this chemo pill and I was in the radiation office. And the first thing I noticed when I walked in, there was this thing of donuts. So mm-hmm. me having my voice because of yoga, what do I do? I yell at the radiologist and I'm like, like um, you know, that feeds cancer. Yeah. Next time I was in there, no donuts, apples and oranges. <laughs> ah, that's awesome. But it's important, right? Those right. are important things to do. I, you know, Annie, she's mm-hmm. visited a friend in the, like in like a, cardiac unit and they were getting you know like a yeah really, the cardiac really quote unquote f- diet is a joke <laughs> <laughs> well they weren't even i mean anyway yeah yeah the the food options were not as like um healthy as they, mm-hmm. they could have been and and that's where and, and like in a cardiac unit right? right so probably you don't want to see a lot of fatty foods right or processed foods but people don't understand that and that's i know that's like we're on the cusp of that yeah i know you and annie are you know know it but i know (laughs) well and i was sitting down and made a salad the other night and had some vegetables from the the garden in the Mm -hmm. backyard and i had this just like a really 
um, just like a warm feeling. Like I just I love eating food that I've grown, mm-hmm. or you know something that's been yeah. Annie grew, or even grown locally that I can mm-hmm. talk to the person that grew it, and. So the, it's very... Um, it's the energy they put in the seeds, the energy that they put when they plant or what, even when they harvest. Yeah. I get greens from my mom from Fulham Farm because she goes to the farmer's markets. I can't because I'm <laughs> nursing <laughs> school. But she, those greens, if I don't have them, I don't feel right. <laughs> my energy's off. My digestion's yeah. off. It's it's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, you know, you talked about, like, seeing the donuts and things like that. Like, one thing I know um, from just recently being in Scotland, how mm-hmm. like there, there's a different. Um, I mean, there's fatty food, you know, rich foods that mm-hmm. people eat, but there's a definite difference in the the culture around food. Mm-hmm. So there's like almost no GMO anywhere. Yeah. So there's still, you know, you can find a Krispy Kreme donut in a grocery store mm-hmm. but there's bigger the ingredients are different <laughs> the, right mm-hmm. exactly the same and, in and, france yeah and the um and the produce aisles are just massive i mean yeah. like the percentage of of space that goes to fresh produce yeah is, who was it michael Pollan was like don't shop on the inside of the store always right. shop on the outside was that michael Pollan? i, don't I think remember. it was yeah. yeah and and so that it, it just built that awareness like mm-hmm and even the like bread or cheese or, or foods that were mm-hmm. produced over there, they would just tasted so much better. Mm-hmm. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's not processed. It's, it doesn't have all that gunk put in it. Yeah, it's yeah, it's crazy. I read labels everywhere I go, and even Kelly Wilson, who used to teach here she would always tease me about going to the farmer's market and i'm exhausting (laughs) going to the farmer's market because if i see a vendor i don't know i ask do you spray i just it's i just ask if they spray yeah i don't get it you know are you organic how do you farm it's just do you spray but it was like i'm because i'm putting that in my body Mm -hmm. i want to know what it is right right and i'm grateful that i am aware enough to ask those questions because not everybody thinks of that or I know it's exhausting to go to the, the grocery store or the supermarket with me because I read labels. And half the time I read something that looks good on the outside, I'll read the label, and it's disgusting. So I just don't even right. want it. I just can't even – I don't even like the taste of the stuff. Yeah. So. Well, it's good. I mean, it's good It's good for people to hear that. Mm-hmm. And it's good to remember that um, one thing my teacher – one of my teachers talks about, um, you know, when we take a – food items say we eat an apple Mm -hmm. that it becomes part of our human body you know in a short amount of time our body converts that to different cells and different Mm -hmm. parts of our systems and you know i like to put things in my body that are fairly easy to digest because i want to give you know i want to conserve energy Mm -hmm. and i believe food is energy so it is yeah so if I if I put in whole foods that my body naturally knows how to process, mm-hmm. it'll process it quicker. It'll burn less energy. Mm-hmm. It'll leave leave me more energized. And then my experience with fresh grown food is it just tastes better. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a there's this different even little nuances of flavor from a variety of tomatoes. Right. That I mean 
I mean, picking a tomato off a vine is so fresh. So different. <laughs> so different. different. Yeah. So. I can't even eat a store-bought tomato. Or I can't even eat a tomato when it's not in season. Yeah. yeah. That's how messed up it is. Or yeah. not messed up, but that's how. Well, you've, you've shifted, right? Yeah. And, and you talked about seasonal eating further, which we, and we won't harp on that too much. But, but I appreciate that. And, and the fact that you had the tumor. Mm-hmm. Like you have a felt sense experience of like. Yeah. This shit. I've been through is, all of it. Is yeah. Not, you know, we can prevent right reoccurrence at some level, mm-hmm. right? Well, I think it's important to promote our health in order to prevent those kinds of things from happening. People, I like, like again, going back to the challenge of being in nursing school and everyone kind of you know making fun of me for the food that I eat. But it's like it's not. I'm. They're like, you eat like a rabbit. I don't. But it's not that I'm trying to eat like that for any other purpose and that's just what I like right you know I eat like that because that's what I like because I know what's in these other things so I stopped eating them mm-hmm. well but isn't even more so what your body likes mm-hmm. like you yes, feel like for I'm, sure mm-hmm. I'm craving this mm-hmm. and you crave healthy things mm-hmm. and that's I think that's a byproduct of yoga for sure it is well it's, <laughs> that goes back to that mindfulness but yeah. then your practice is so much better when your body is satisfied or your body is fed yeah. You know, yeah. with what it needs, nourished with what it needs, your practice is that much higher. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. No, it's more, yeah, it's more in tune. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not just asana, your pranayama, your meditation. Yeah. It all, it all plays mm-hmm. in there. So, um, well, what's this? This has been really great. <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, I, I think like uh, we've covered a lot of, a lot of different Yeah. I feel territories. like I was just all over the place. I don't know. Well, <laughs> you know, you just covered a lot of good good territory. Um, is there any other thoughts, anything you want to kind of throw out there before we start to wrap up? Uh, like? Uh, like, oh, um, how about uh, w- workshops? You've done a lot of fun, creative things. Oh, yeah. Lisa D and I have done a lot of, um, we call them tribal flow, where she incorporates her music, and then I incorporate my crazy, and we... <laughs> <laughs> she's a good cop I'm bad cop <laughs> um, I'm working on another workshop right now coming up in October with Erin she works at the front desk here at City Yoga she reads tarot cards so we're going to do a little tarot and yoga situation mm-hmm. that will be further information to come because we are working on it but it should be a lot of fun oh cool well mm-hmm. I'll definitely include details on that mm-hmm. in the podcast notes my mom and I have done like in the past I don't know something that throw out maybe sometime but we used we did like some raw food and yoga workshops here before we've done like a juicing and yoga workshop before so i don't know that'd be fun they're fun yeah it'd be fun to do that again get the uh, sunflower pate out (laughs) (laughs) i loved it good luck you have to ask her (laughs) yeah yeah. she made the best raw food yeah so 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 good so very cool well, I think that's a, about a wrap for us today. Thank you okay. again so much. Yeah, thanks, for, Dave. Thanks for having me. Thanks yeah. for letting me run my mouth. That's what I do so well. <laughs> yeah. It was awesome. And thank, thank you to all our listeners out there for tuning in in the Midwest and beyond. I know we've got listeners all over the world. And please feel free to leave us comments. And you can rate the podcast or subscribe. 
and get uh, notices on when we have new podcasts come out every two every every two weeks. Sometimes we throw a bonus episode in there. So thank you to Jocelyn and thank you to all our listeners. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Yoga Voice, brought to you by City Yoga School of Yoga and Health, where we are committed to exploring how yoga inspires and transforms. Find out more at www.cityyoga.biz. That's C-I-T-Y-O-G-A dot biz. Special thanks to our producer, Brian Sims, for his audio expertise.